the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Gorilla Technology. Proactive and strategic IT. Greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. I am Paul Spain. This is episode 385. With me this time around is our special guest, Stephen Hutana. Welcome along, oh, Stephen. Ora. Kia ora, Paul. Thanks for having us on the show. Thank you for uh, for coming in. Great to uh, great to have you in the studio. Now, you better fill in listeners where you fit into this world of uh, of podcasting and, uh, you know, before we jump in. Uh, yeah, so um, I had the program, the podcast program called Māori Initiatives. Uh, we've been going, I think, what? Four months, five months now of recording, but you've just launched. You've just launched this weekend, as of two days ago, uh, in Rotorua and Kaikui, we launched Māori Initiatives globally, and we also launched Māori Initiatives podcast show. It's fantastic. Good, Finally, good, good. good to get it out there. Now, and on on the show, you really, um, you know, tell us what sort of people you're uh, you're you're interviewing. What uh, what you know? What are the what are the sort of stories and and uh, content people sure, should uh, sure. expect? Yeah. So, uh, what we're aiming about is encouraging people to get off the sh- couch and have a go after listening to our awesome speakers that we get in. So we sort of bring people in. They share their life stories. It, how they've overcome something, got through it, and came out the other side. And its intention really is is, is really informing uh, the listener, hey, here's another way of trying something. So te tangata is really the theme, which is about improved quality of life, helping people out. Yeah, and you've got some uh, some real go, go-getters. Uh, you know, you had your All speaker sorts. down from uh, uh, Hawaii at yeah, uh, the Māori County. Initiatives uh, event. And uh he runs what something like a billion dollar uh, business, yep, business yep. up there in, the tu- in tourism, which was fascinating uh, hearing his story. Yeah, it's, it sure was. I mean, it was such a, a privilege getting to know Keone Morgan up in Hawaii through uh, the Komato up there, Dr. Mitch Eli, and uh, allowed him to come down and help us uh, launch Mighty Initiatives globally uh, over the weekend. And yeah, so he owns uh, Jurassic Park, really, or the custodian. He prefers to say, and they get about 600,000 paying guests a year through the gate, uh, which is an extraordinary amount. Uh, if, if you're up in Hawaii, you're going to go and check it out. Uh, Kualoa Ranch. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. amazing. Oh, awesome. Utterly amazing. Well, let's uh, let's jump in. Now, the other bit we didn't mention is, you know, you're also uh, an architect and you're, um, uh, you're an educator. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Work at Unitech as as well, right? Teaching, yeah, uh, te- teaching uh, sure the architecture and in, in, yeah. into the mix. So, well, let, let's jump in. I want to want to talk about where uh, where technology crosses into those those two spaces as well. Um, but first, I want to talk about sport because uh, look, you know, we we've had a lot of activity. <laughs> As far as uh, you know, the whole media over over many years being yeah. uh, being disrupted by technology. Uh, you know, Sky is a company we've we continue yeah, right. to talk about because they've had a lot of failings. You know, I guess it's <laughs> it's, it's fair to say uh, in terms of their technology offerings. And now we've got uh, Spark, who have uh, you know won the rights to. Um, the bring coverage of uh, uh, the Rugby World World Cup uh, in 2019 yeah, to right. uh, to New Zealand audiences. They're going to do that in partnership with uh, Television New Zealand. 
And uh, look, you know this. This is you know really going to uh, going to stir stir the pot up. Uh, <laughs> I think it's uh, you know it's it's pretty fair to say. Uh, you know, had some discussion on uh, about this on Radio Live uh, over over the weekend. There, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, a lot of different opinions coming from uh, from from different directions. But you know, I wanted to you know delve into uh, a number of aspects of this. So you know. First up, what's uh, you know what's your thought? You, you are a Sky subscriber at the moment. How you uh, know, mummers, mummers. Yeah, yeah, okay. So how how do you, how do you? Uh, <laughs> <Got> to mums. It's <laughs> got a got a sixty inch <laughs> small TV. Yeah, yeah. So you just uh, you, you know walk, walk, walk next door and uh, you know you you can you can consume you know this the sport that way. Um, yeah. I mean, from from that perspective, there being a, a change here. You know how how do you feel about it? Yeah, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because you got they're offering sort of packages. We're not sure what exactly. Uh, they haven't really come out. I've just been reading the Herald articles on it. Uh, something about some of it we free to view, others you'll have to pay for. Uh, and I think it said some will be on demand, so you'll be able to go back, uh, and it'll be there recorded. Well, yeah, and uh, you know, I think that the idea will be that you know, Spark. If you want the best access then you'll be you'll be paying something to spark yeah, right yeah, and no so doubt. you want live games you want the 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 option to basically catch any game on demand yeah, right. you know go, so right? yeah so, so, so it might one be, game you pay for one game so yeah we don't quite know how those offerings are gonna mm. are gonna roll out but i think you know there's gonna be some uh some flexibility there uh look I don't, I don't know you know <laughs> whether the the long-term view on the way that we access sport Will necessarily end up any cheaper than yeah. than what we've had in the past, but certainly there will be a lot more flexibility, and you can pay much more for what you want. Now, yeah. the value if you really, really it's love sport, choose, yeah. the value of sort of the the old school, and I'm you know a lot of people might not feel that it was value, uh, but if you watch a lot of sport, a lot of different you know codes and so on. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's probably fair to say uh, that you know it was actually pretty good value. Mm. But the problem comes if you're maybe just interested in one thing or two yeah, things. Right. Like, oh well, I'm interested in the golf and I'm interested, you know, something right, else. But you had to pay for um, everything else and you, as well. You know, right? You're paying you for the watched. whole lot, right? So yeah. we are going through this change. Uh, we may well get to a point where uh, you know, I, I think it's. It's possible we will get to a point in time where in the future, if you want to watch the Rugby World Cup, you you know, in some countries, certainly, um, yeah, this is already the case anyway. There's no local, yeah. you know, local commentary. Uh, it looks like what uh, TVNZ will do here will, will be, you know, It'll be pared down, probably from what we've seen from uh, from Sky's uh, offerings in, yeah. in, in the past, and in, in yeah, some regards, it's interesting, eh? Because they they put up some on some of the sport. I enjoy the commentary, and other parts of some of the sports. It's kind of crazy. I don't like the commentary. Sure, I think they just go yeah. on all night and all day about it, and analyze the color of the grass. Uh, but then to have no comment, you know, context mm, mm, mm. Uh, with the the parts of the of the, the game that's going on, I, yeah, that's the bit I'm. I'd hope they they do have some commentary in there. Mm, so I think mm. Sky had levels of success with that. Yeah, well, you know, oh, we, we we could we could get to a point in the uh, in the future where 
with a lot of sport. And look, mm. it, it's the case for certain sports at the moment anyway because they're not popular in New Zealand. You, you, yep. There is no option for New Zealand commentary. We may see uh, – and it happening to Rugby World Cup is probably at the at the less likely uh, end of the scale with with New Zealand uh, being yeah. uh, you know um, the the uh, uh, the the place for uh, for for rugby fanatics to live right yeah, um, sure. but you know certainly we're we're moving to the sort of scenario where look you could be subscribing to or watching sport through uh, I mean in this case we're talking. Uh, we're talking Spark, and so yeah. look, you know they're going to need to beef up their their app offering with uh, you know with Lightbox. That's going to be good, eh? Because if we can be watching it on your phone, I think it's going to be great. You know, so you can be in transit. You, you can, can be watching it. that as you're driving your car uh, to, to, <laughs> to to work. Is that I don't is that have one saying? of those flash. Cradle holders like you might have in yours. Have you seen some of those? They're crazy. I actually don't have one. I just sort of rest it somewhere against the gear stick. Um, but <laughs> but look, we, we you know, we, and so you've got you've got that happening. You've got uh, Amazon that are, you know that, that you can buy a whole bunch of yeah. things through Amazon now. Um, they're probably direct you know direct relationships that you can have you know for varying sports where. There's no New Zealand entity involved. You just you sign up with the, uh, uh, you know, whatever sport it is you want, and you get access to that yeah, uh, that, cool, that, eh? that 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 content uh, directly. So, uh, look, there's a whole lot of change going on on here. Um, I I hope Spark get this right and they get their yeah. app right. Um, interestingly. You know, we we don't really know. And Simon Muda was talking about this on uh, on Radio Live on uh, on on Sunday. We don't know how committed that Spark are to this on a longer-term basis, but mm. what I do like about it is it does sort of stir things up. It yeah. puts some pressure yeah. on Sky to get their technology sorted out, and they seem to be you know, making some, hopefully, some right movements at, at, at the moment. And I'm meeting up with them over uh, over the next <laughs> few days, and uh, cool. you know, I, I, I guess they're... Um, um, Go, you know, and you know, look, they're meeting up with a lot of people in the in the in the media as they as they always do. Um, it's going to be interesting just to get a feel for for where they're going, yeah. whether they can really pick up their pace and get their technology yeah. pieces right and well, cohesive. Here's my take on it. You know, all our national sort of top five to ten sports. I'm really looking forward to being able to get back into that and having the flexibility. Where if I'm at work or at lunch, I can still watch that. Yeah, who uh, needs to be working? But here's right. the thing: here's the thing. That Spark <laughs> used to go under another name, and and that company scammed the daylights out of us Kiwis on anything they could. Right. So this is. I kind of hope this is their penance that they can sort of you know get it right and work hard, and we can enjoy it. Mm. Well, uh, yeah, I think it's yeah, it's fair to say Spark have uh, been doing some pretty good things over the last uh, last few years, but. Mm. Uh, you know, some people have uh, you know long, long memories, more faith than others. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember the twenty cent texts, man. That's <laughs> what I okay. Um, so yeah, so look, I you know, I think look looking ahead, it's actually um, you know, there's a fair bit of unknown in this. There's there's also you know, I guess something that we're mm. going to lose with sport, and you know when. In the old days, you used to turn on your TV. You'd have the linear TV, one program after yeah. another, after another. You'd turn on on a, 
you know, whatever, Sunday afternoon, there'd be the motorsport or, you t- you know, yeah. certain times and different things that would be on and you would get exposed to them yeah. if you turn the TV on at that time. Now we're in a different, we're in a different world because you don't get those, that sort of same, right. yeah. um, that same exposure because we're, you know, we're, we're not there anymore. I mean, some, some people are, uh, but I think, yeah. you know, I think it's fair, fair to say, you know, amongst our audience that, uh, you know, most people are reasonably tech savvy and uh, uh, yeah. uh, watching what they want when, when, yeah. when they want uh, more than ever before, but it does mean you don't necessarily get that exposure. Uh, so, well, Sky's not disappearing, is it? So they're, they're well, still going to retain some of those sporting. Sure, but uh, I but I guess like the that. question is how you know the number of people that listen to that sort of yeah, traditional broadcast yeah. uh, TV, whether it's you know pay or, or free to wear, uh, you know reduces you know every day as more and more people. You know, cotton yeah. on to you watch. Um, they'll break the tradition. They'll follow. They'll follow, man. You know, so yeah. yeah I, you know, I think we've got some. We've got some interesting things. Uh, things ahead, and and certainly one of them that uh, is is maybe getting harder for sports is to get that exposure that they used to yeah. do when they had that slot on TV, and it would just be mm. it'd be there in in your face if you had your had your TV on it at at, at those times. So yeah. you know, some sports you might only see them if say you're watching the Commonwealth Games oh, or no. you know the, the, you those sort of things where the, where the things come out. <laughs> so well, what were your views on uh, on the Commonwealth Games? Because you know TVNZ are partnering with um, with with Spark. Uh, here with the rugby world, world cup um well the first thing was what a great what a great outcome 15 gold 16 silver and was it 15 bronze or something amazing really um what did i think about it? i i didn't like the ads eh? you know, and i particularly didn't like the briscoe ads just putting it out there <laughs> so you know we're coming in to win a, a gold medal and something and oh we'll just cut straight to an ad right at the crucial time and then after the ad we oh and new zealand got you know, wow. was it a gold or a silver or a bronze? And yeah. you're just going like, yeah. how do you stuff that up? <laughs> uh, so I think that's something that um, maybe these guys are coming back into this whole space. They've got to figure that out mm-hmm. really fast or it's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. It's just not mm-hmm. going to work. And we'll be running back to Sky with our tails between our legs, man. <laughs> you will see. I hope not. Well, you know, th- there are some there are some risks with these with these changes, right? Because um, you know, Spark hasn't got a whole lot of deep experience with years and years of broadcasting sport. You know, they've they've had a, a partnership any? with Coliseum that they've done, yeah. uh, you know, in the past is a little bit there. Uh, obviously, they'll they'll be bringing in people. Uh, as they have done in in, in, right. in in new areas, they'll be bringing yeah. in um, you know experts from the industry to yeah. uh, plus uh, to, buy our to, phones, to help subscribe and, and to so us, on, right? and we'll throw in some credits to watch the sport. You know, well, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll we'll see what those realities look like. Yeah. Um, but anyway, fun 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 times ahead. What I th- mm. now one of the other discussions has been: well, what about the people that don't have access to fast broadband? And of course, that keeps improving in New Zealand. You know, every day we've got more. Of the ultra fast broadband, um, you know, yeah. g- rollout that gets uh, gets done, uh, the rural broadband initiative. But there still will be some people on mm. the edges that are going to uh, miss out. What do, what do you think? You 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 live where you've got access to ultra fast broadband. Uh, Does yes, it bother you? I do. <laughs> oh, I start complaining if it bounces, you know, half a second, <laughs> or it slightly pixelates. Oh, there's pandemonium in in the house. You mm. know, uh, for though I I just can't even imagine what it's like not having it. Yeah. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. you know, I guess it, it left me with the thought of, well, 
do we wait until we've got really fast broadband to 100% of the population Bef- you know, before a change is made, well, look the commercial reality. The commu- move to the, the, the commercial reality is is that yeah. you know Spark are doing this now, and you know, look if if you don't have good uh, good broadband, and Hot you spot ca- your TV or something, and 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 you can't get it because there's no good mobile, there's nothing. Um, look, I think I'm going to have to have a look at, again at what satellite uh, broadband yeah. is is available around New Zealand. Not something I've looked at for a while, but. You know that that may have to be uh, may have to be part of the puzzle uh, for for yeah, some. Um, of course, there's 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 much better satellite uh, broadband that will be coming. Mm. Uh, you know, around the planet over the years ahead as we get these new sort of lo- lower yeah. um, uh, lower lower satellites in in, in big numbers, but uh, they won't be here in time for uh, for this one. So, look, there, there's probably going to be some inconvenience for, uh, you know, for a bunch of people around the country, but oh, I think shame. this is a necessary change. <laughs> this is a necessary change we've yeah, got to work through, right? We've got to do um, it. You know, we've got to do it. Change so, the times. Yeah, that's an actual... 56K modem and all that. Yeah. Now, um, on to another, just another local story. Um, ASB are um, going to trial using what they're referring to as biometric yeah. verification for opening uh, bank accounts. And and this talks to the idea of, uh, in fact, the, the, the headline the Herald had uh, referred to selfie ID um, for customers. And uh, the, this seems this to be... Um, uh, Addressing the issue that you have at the moment with a bank where you want to open a new uh, bank account, what they're saying is this would allow a new customer to open an ASB bank account from anywhere in the country in about 15 minutes and start making transactions on the same day without needing to go into a branch. So right now, if you get on the phone, you want to open an account, there's a whole lot of stuff that they can do, but they need you then to go into the branch and prove you are who you say you are. Yeah, that's right. Punch uh, in your four-digit code. All that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. They cite you. They look at your ID. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think you are Stephen Hutana. Yeah, you lost um, a bit of weight since your last and, uh, <laughs> and away they go, yeah. <laughs> um, so, look, this this is yeah, really, really interesting because – it obviously is. These things are always open to a level of abuse, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So what's to stop me taking a f- your photo and putting it up on the camera? Well, this is we'll this see. is what we're going to have to see. Is you know how how does this how does the ID uh, work? You know mm. exactly. They're working with a, um, a verification service provider called uh, Vix or V I X uh, Verify uh, to build the technology behind this. Look, I think there's a there's a number of ways of uh, you know of achieving it, um, but yeah, yeah, I I can't imagine this is something where they're going to have too many issues. But if there are a, a small number of issues, well, maybe that's going to line up with just the same number of issues that they would get in a branch anyway, right? Because there's there, there's never perfection. Right, because where's people, the branch gone? Because yeah. the bios just put all those people out of jobs, so there's no branch needed. Is oh, well, isn't that freaking yeah, us out a bit? There, there's a lot of cybersecurity staff continually being employed by our banks. So <laughs> uh, if you're in cybersecurity, uh, you've got uh, you've got no problem, uh, you know, find, find, finding work. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's. Uh, 
it's, it's fair to say as this technology gets uh, gets better, AI gets better, mm. um, there will be more roles that will uh, will, yeah, will, will disappear. More humans. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a shocker, Stephen. Yeah, um, just calling it. So, would uh, you know? Would you see a benefit in this? Would I see benefit in it? <laughs> you know, obviously, you're very concerned for. Um, Kiwi all jobs, all, all yeah. Ki- Kiwi very, jobs, very concerned. I mean, you're concerned. We're, we're concerned about that. Probably does tip into the uh, that broader conversation we're all starting to have at home around, yeah, this AI intrusion or it's on the horizon, making its way towards us. You, bzz, 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 you will be assimilated. You know, it, this is just another uh, another topic that tips into that for me. It's it's here. It's well, a and reality, we, and we love the benefits, right? We love the we love the convenience, the convenience of the technology, right? At the expense of jobs, that's the question. And oh, you know, I'm not exactly an authority, bro. But uh, well, how that, often do you go into a branch to support to support all the people that work in there just just for the sake of it? Uh, or how often do you do banking through your app? Oh, you know? uh, all the time, every day through the app. Um, I only go into the bank when there's a bit of a problem or I need a little extension. <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, hopefully uh, not all too often but no you're right eh? that, you know when I've got a problem and I I need a face to face I'm certainly uh, go in there um, so I suppose yeah it's, as you say it's reinventing other jobs bio, bio what biosecurity yeah interesting um, yeah so yeah bi- biometrics biometrics, biometrics um, yeah. but yeah some it's it is interesting to see. I haven't seen any sort of a, a demo or, or had a look at this. What they're saying is the um, uh, the yeah they're gonna they're gonna test it on a um, on a smaller basis, and this basically will um, allow people to go and using the app. Um, you will have to have uh, eligible photo ID um, still. And um, and then you know away away you go. So um, wow. yeah, kind of it'll be kind of curious to see just just how all of this uh, um, comes together. But yeah, from their perspective, if they're the only bank that allows you to open an account without being there, that could allow you. Maybe you're in another part of the world and you you know wow. you're about to come to New Zealand. You can open a bank account before you get here. Yeah. May, maybe right. Um, yeah, there, there's broader. Implications, but you know, I know Kiwis that have maybe been uh, wanting to go on their OE, go and work in the UK. They want to get a bank account mm. set up, mm. and uh, you know, there's not too many ways of doing that no, in New right. Zealand, and there's costs associated. Oh, it's super so, convenient, man. you know, these sorts of things are being able to do things, uh, you know, to to transact and operate online without going there in person is great. Obviously, there's a flip side to it, uh, you know, jobs wise, but but also security wise in yes. terms of realities. So. Um, yeah, it's always interesting to see see how these changes come about. But look, you know, we've got credit cards. We didn't we didn't yeah. used to have credit card fraud because no, there were right. no credit cards yeah. in in the world. But um, is anyone about to pull the plugs on credit cards because of credit card fraud? Well, you know, no, no. no. Um, you know, they'll they'll work to try and improve that. But oh, uh, really? Look, let's you know. boot the blooming FPOS machine out. Why can't you pay with PayPal? Still eighty percent. I'm having to put my code in from the nineties. Have you, you find that, Paul? Um, oh, look, I was trying to use uh, Apple Pay in uh, in Hawaii over the last um, you know last last few days, 
and I think I pretty much got declined everywhere I tried to use it. Was It was basically failing to do the transaction that way. Even though it works in New Zealand, it wouldn't right. work wouldn't work in Hawaii. So I had and what I like about using um, you know, the the sort of technology such as Apple Pay and you you know, you've got yeah. Samsung and um Which is you know, what Google who are who are who are all in this space. Um is that with those mechanisms, they're much more secure because you're never giving out your real credit card number uh, to whoever you're dealing with. They, yeah. they don't see it, so they can't, you know, someone can't have a camera or something that picks up the details of your card. None of that. A unique credit card number is actually given with each of these, mm. uh, you know, transactions through your phone or your watch or what have you. Um, and, and so it's much safer and particularly when you're on, you know, when you're in another part of the world and I've been in Hawaii before and the phone's ringing and I'm thinking, who, who's this calling me and it's you know, Sunday afternoon or something. Uh-huh. And it's the bank to say, Oh, we've had some strange transaction that's come up and, <laughs> yeah. you know, we, we just want to check with you, Paul. Is, is this legitimate? Uh, and you're thinking, you know, really like, you know, this, it's not a really particularly odd, uh, pattern, but it, it was odd enough to sort of trigger. And of course, as AI gets better and better, you know, those things improve. But you can imagine with the Apple Pay type uh, scenario, um, where you know, you've actually got to verify with a, you know, um, you know, in the case of uh, the iPhone 10, it's it's the Face ID. So that that's pretty secure and hopefully doesn't trigger their systems. Um, but there, there's, there's still work. There's still work to be done here. Sure is. I was seduced. Oh, here we Sam's. go. <laughs> no, I was, man. I was seduced by Samsung to get this uh, Frontier watch, right? So I've got this, this, the this Samsung cool watch. Yeah, yeah. watch, yep. By yep. the way, go to the Noel Leeming sales so once a year, get a good discount. Yep. Anyway, so I buy the watch, and it's all promoting uh, the Samsung Pay, so you could use the watch to swipe, you know. Yeah. Except yep. ASB doesn't have a relationship with Samsung Pay. So, you know, once I went to the bank, so oh, can you activate my, uh, no, we don't do that. You know, it's just like, what? So I'm waiting for the day we can actually do that. That'd be kind of cool. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's certainly still uh, still a, a, a few challenges with, uh, you know, between the banks and the um yeah, uh-huh. the the people that would like to clip the uh, clip the ticket on every uh, every yeah, payment, and yeah. sometimes the banks don't like too many other folk uh, getting in and and um, taking a slice of the pie. But you can do that with Apple Pay, right? Uh, well, yeah, Apple are, Apple are, are, are taking their slice mm. as well, which is why you have the same issue. There's yeah. only certain credit cards that are going to work with oh, it in New right. Zealand. Okay. So, um, and you know, in that case, I happen to have one of those. But uh, yes, all right. So on to uh, on to other topics now. Um, there's a, a smartphone maker we don't hear of um, so much in New Zealand, but they're 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 one of the bigger uh, players out of China, and uh, they're called um, ZTE or, or ZTE, uh, probably probably more um, more more commonly, and uh, you know a pretty big player as uh, as far as uh, smartphones are uh, um, concerned, um, you know across their an entire. Uh, business, I think it's something like um, eighty thousand staff they have. So they're not a they're not a small player uh, in the technology world. Eighty thousand staff. Wow. So um, what I wanted to talk about is that they've they've just been uh, banned from buying um, Qualcomm chips after um, 
um, the U the US have banned them because uh, they were selling uh, they were selling technology into Iran and North Korea uh, that they weren't supposed to, and they they pled guilty to this uh, last year to illegally shipping um, you know US technology into those countries, and uh, they had a deal where. Um, basically, they had to reprimand and deny bonuses to the employees who had uh, acted illegally. Uh, but it turns out that they didn't meet their part of uh, the deal and uh, gave full bonuses to uh, uh, to some of those staff. Um, fired, I think, four senior people, uh, and then uh, you know kept on thirty five employees who had uh, you know violated the. Uh, uh, the law. So um, basically, you know what what's happened is um, uh, they have now been uh, they've now been uh, actually banned from buying the chips that go uh, into their phones. So this is one's going to be really interesting to watch because um, look, this this could really mess up their their uh, uh, yeah. their phone business. Absolutely wow. massively because they, you know, they rely on uh, on on Qualcomm, uh, yeah. you know, chips, uh, you know, across this has got a large number with, of devices. Uh, it's got nothing to do with the Chinese American standoff at the moment. Well, you know, it's always it's always hard to know exactly what's mm-hmm. going on there. We also have um, in the UK where um, they're they're sort of push, pushing back, and I think it's their. Uh, National Cyber Security Centre uh, there is is you know highlighting uh, these things and mm-hmm. is not uh, uh, not not an encouraging um, uh, the use of this uh, you know this techno or the Z- ZTE's uh, you know technology uh, from a you know a cyber security standpoint they're saying hey look there's uh, you know potentially some uh, some risks here to uh, to national security mm-hmm. as well so um look things are kind of heating up uh in terms of the yeah uh, particularly the uh the US versus uh versus China back, and yeah. Chinese companies mm-hmm. and um i i think it, it's pretty hard in you know in a lot of cases to really Get clarity because there are probably very few people that that you know understand all the you know no, all no, the details no. you know how much of this is political and you know how much of it um, I mean in this case it does seem pretty you know pretty clear cut in terms of look the law was broken mm-hmm. you know that they the ZTE uh, folks sort of pled guilty to supplying uh, countries that you know they kn- knew that they're not allowed to supply um, you know certain technologies too. And uh, then they turned around and didn't sort of, uh, you know, comply as they should have to the initial orders. Um, I think the I'm just trying to find the, the detail here uh, in terms of how many years it is. Uh, here we go. So it means um, to the to um, ZTE Chinese smartphone maker, um, American companies such as Qualcomm. Dolby, anyone else who uh, supplies them won't be able to export any parts to them for up to seven years. Oh, wow. Um, so it, it actually has an impact on the US companies as well that are supplying. So oh, it's, it's yeah. you know, it hurts themselves as well. Um, but yeah, probably going to cause some pretty major uh, damage to ZTE. Wow, yeah. Well, you know, in the meantime, they could put the focus into. What is that uh, hypersonic weapon that the US just announced yesterday? A uh, billion dollars to develop that piece of technology. So maybe the money. Was it a billion or a trillion? 
it was uh, it was big it was bucks anyway. It was a billion. I was think. it okay? That's just yeah, some crazy Chinese have got one on crazy figures. some Australian. Yeah. Um, what was it? An Australian aircraft carrier they sold to the Chinese for scrap. Eh? Sorry, oh, the Australian one. Yeah, yeah, here, yeah. No, <laughs> the hypersonic weapons mounted on this Australian or oh, some ship anyway with yeah. an Australian. Uh, um, ship in the middle of the Chinese fleet now. Yeah, yeah, this is, yeah. This is the craziness that this stuff tips into. Eh? Yeah. Oh, there's, there's some pretty fascinating ridiculous. things going on, I think. And it was the Russians that Crazy. also had sold uh, a, a vessel to, uh, to I think, the Chinese, <laughs> the idea it was yeah, going to be turned into scrap, a, a casino. It was going to be a casino. Uh, and you know, actually, they've uh, they've they've copied it so they can make, make make their own. So, um, fascinating things going on in the in the world of innovation and uh, and technology. Now, another um, back to a New Zealand story, um, well, New Zealand related story. Uh, Australian company uh, Vocus, you know, of course, have a you know a big uh, a big arm here uh, in New Zealand as as well after uh, their acquisitions and. In uh, in recent years, um, have now said that they aren't selling the New Zealand arm of uh, of their business, and uh, looks like the um, um, yeah the the sale of you know what would have, what would have included uh, Orcon and uh, Slingshot and mm. and Core Plus uh, and their various other sort of uh, yeah assets. Um, are not going to uh, are not not going to be sold now. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting because it looked like Trust Power were uh, we are potentially going to be uh, um, you know picking them up, but uh, looks like that's now uh, that's now off the table. So okay. um, yeah, inter- interesting to. Um, See things maybe returning to a little bit of a little bit more of uh, normality there uh, for. Um, Do we know why um, they pulled it off the table, Paul? I, I have a few bits and pieces. Um, I think it it may be related to uh, just what they were going to be able to get for it in terms of uh, okay. um, uh, return. And that they're really wanting uh, wanting more money to make this thing fly, and so uh, so so that they've ditched it. Um, so um, yeah, I think you know we'll bring a bit more normality to uh, to Vocus uh, New Zealand, uh, led led here, uh, of course, by Mark uh, Mark Callender uh, here in New Zealand. Um, so yeah, I th- you know I think um, hopefully this this is um, yeah. Good for uh, for our industry yeah. uh, because you know look we, we get too many uh, too many mergers and um, you know you end up with with all the power and, and just a yeah, few hands right and there is there is some some value in uh, in, in having um, having a mix mix of you know both big and, and small uh, players bringing something you know unique. Uh, to the to the market, uh, Vocus. I think um, something like a thirteen percent share of the um, um, uh, you know the fixed broadband market uh, here in New Zealand on on last uh, count, uh, which is you know I think Spark sitting in there around forty four percent, Vodafone on on twenty seven. So about half the size of uh, of what Vodafone have in that uh, that fixed broadband space, um, but well over. 
um, you know, twice the uh, the the customer base of uh, of of trust power on on fixed broadband about three times what uh, what what two degrees have. Um, so you know, reasonably significant uh, yeah um, um, player, and um, yeah, it doesn't doesn't hurt for uh, for that not to be uh, consolidated up, is my feeling. Now, um, an area we've we've probably delved into a little bit in the past, but the, the story uh, just just jumped out at me um, is this whole move for uh, surveillance cameras to be getting paired with um, AI, artificial intelligence uh, technology that yeah. uh, you know basically brings the sort of people detection to to cameras. And of course, we've had motion sensing yeah, cameras right. around for. Yeah, know, donkey's years, right? And and even you know non-motion sensing ones. So you know something <clears> happens <throat> in a store or in a particular environment, and someone's trawling through all this footage trying to see like, well, we lost something. Yeah. Somebody broke into our factory over the weekend. We've got to trawl through and try and find out when it was, and yeah, you know, these sorts of things. Yeah, well, yeah. the 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 technology. I where- didn't know I needed it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, until I went to Noel Emings, you need security. You know, like, oh, wow. I, I, it's, I need this? I'm still going through it at the moment. Do I need this? You know? Well, it, it is. Um, I think, you know, as it gets better and better, it becomes more and more useful. And so it's much easier to be, you know, convinced the cost of it mm. Uh, mm. as we've got internet connected devices and. And the you know smarter and smarter technology, the costs come down and the the, the capabilities of it improve. Yeah, right, we said in the Herald every week, hey, more and more burglars are being snapped, <laughs> put up on the Herald. Yes, yeah. So I suppose it's got a residual benefit. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, one one thing I have noticed is, is Spark with their more pork offering, which is designed to be a whole home alarm offering with you know sensors that go on doors, motion sensors inside right, the house, and yeah. so on. Um, the last little while they've been doing an offering which focuses just on the surveillance aspect where you can just sign up. I think it's $10 a month plus the cost of the cameras. Oh, and um, this will give you an internet-connected connect, internet sort of you know surveillance uh, type of system. Now, I'm not sure yet how far along they've gone down that um uh, artificial intelligence track. I think at the moment right. their one is more just geared to there's been movement, there's been motion. And look, that's actually a big time waster. And you get to this point if you've got that, you know, say an right. app on your phone, it's been a little bit of movement, and especially for an outdoor camera, and it's a cat that's running across your yeah, driveway yeah. Or, or or what have you. Um, so the the uh, the story this this week that I uh, came across was Canary, who have been in this sort of smart home. Uh, camera space for a while and um, look their canary sensor that I, th- I think they may have launched it on Kickstarter or something some some years ago now um, they've certainly been been around for uh, for, for quite some time uh, I think they're still independent unlike some of the others like you know nest which uh, uh, you know, Google have have picked up uh, Ring now that have been picked up by uh, by Amazon, um, but they've had this sort of people detection going on for a little while. Um, what I liked about theirs, and and the the headline was was in terms of their their latest software updates that are really improving their their person detection, uh, improving their notifications. But what I liked is that this is just coming to uh, people that are using their. Um, their devices without there being an extra 
cost involved. So I think they've got a, a wow, free ongoing option as well as a subscription. So you might not pay anything, but you've still got access to that technology just straight off the, wow. um, you know, just straight off as one of their customers. And so you compare this with, uh, for instance, Nest sent through some of their cameras for us to try out and the, you know, usual sort of deal when, when, you know, when you've tested it, these things are often attached and so on. So they didn't ask for them back. And so I've been trying some of those over, you know, over, a, over a period alongside, you know, a few other technologies over the last few years in the surveillance sort of space. Hmm. And um, they've got their IQ models, which are the ones that that do have the artificial intelligence to to spot faces. So, oh, wow. Steve, when you walked in today, um, you know it would have picked up and it would have <clears> recognised <throat> you. And if I identified you, then the next time you alert, came in, alert. Uh, it, it knows <laughs> that it, it would know that it's you, right? Yeah. Does um, that come with the accessory package? Uh, Poison dart slash flamethrower. Oh, sorry, I can't. I can't comment on my uh, Overwatch. Oh, did I say Overwatch? <laughs> oh no. I, I can't. I can't comment on the uh, the the additional uh, third party upgrades we've had installed, Steve. <laughs> but uh, just be careful oh, the hour gosh, at which you come in and make sure that uh, you know you've been authorized uh, access to the building. <laughs> yeah, uh, when you do. No, I was just thinking for my three teenage kids, you know, at home. Although I don't want to know what they're doing after hours <laughs> <laughs> reading the cookie. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some interesting implications for the for the technology, yeah. but with the Nest stuff, you have to buy that IQ model to get access to the artificial oh, wow. intelligence, um, and it's a you know it's a it's a higher higher price point. Um, and you know, I think if you're not on their subscription, then those capabilities sort right. of you know aren't aren't fully operational as well. So I was just quite pleased to see what Canary are doing, and uh, you know, I think th- this type of capability will actually make these cameras much more oh. useful. You know, if you get rid of the false alerts, so people are only getting alert yeah. when they really need it. So, for instance, you know, for me, I'm I'm not really interested in an alert when I walk through the front door. Yeah. At home, or another family member does, but I would, I would maybe want an alert if, um, yeah, somebody that had never been seen on the property before yeah, right. came, or if, um, I don't know, you know, babysitter turned up at the property while we were yeah. away on holiday, right? Then yeah. you, you might be kind of, you know, like what's going on here? Or um, grandma, <laughs> grandma, and grandpa turned up. <laughs> Um, so that Game you know, there's, there's, there's some you know some scenarios that um, yeah you might just want to be you know alerted to, um, you know. So yeah, it's all about that, peace of mind. That's right? it's yeah, all about peace yeah. of mind. And as we get rid of, I guess those um, the frustration points or or the the lacking in the technology, which you know it can be a very long journey at times, but it seems to be starting to speed up in the space. Um, suddenly, it gets to the point where and and I guess there's two aspects to this. There's some there's some good. There's some bad. Right? You know, do what's the world like when we've all got surveillance cameras everywhere? Yeah. You know, there's, there's probably some aspects to that that we don't like the look yeah. of, uh, particularly if you're in certain parts of the world where maybe a government's mm. going to take uh, control yeah. of of that data and that and that information. In a, in Mark a, Zuckerberg, a, he in an authoritarian, in Mark an authoritarian Zuckerberg won't do it at all. <laughs> no, 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 he's a good guy, right? <laughs> Challenges. Well, um, 
I'm I'm not going to comment on uh, on the the ethics of um, one of the world's richest richest uh, men because he uh, you know his technology may uh, strike me down. Um, he might be watching for, you now for, for, for all you know. Well, the AI watches you know you don't actually need to watch anymore. Your AI can take care of that for That's you. Right. Yeah. Um, no, but you know seriously, I th- you know I think there will there will be some you know some positive outcomes from this sort of stuff yeah. from you know from a crime uh, perspective. Um, but there's some potentially some other other sides to it as well that aren't so nice ar- around uh, around privacy, and you know we do need to be be cautious around this stuff. Uh, we need to think about well, who's storing my data? Where is it? Do I trust them? So there's a you know there's a range of companies. Um, you know we were talking about China yeah. versus US before. Yeah. You know at the moment we might trust the US. To a reasonable degree, well, you know, most of these companies are in the US, but you know, mm. there are Chinese companies with some offerings that mm. are very good and very good bang for buck. Wow. Now, am I reasonably relaxed around those, or am I not? You know, those are things you've got to think about uh, because, you know, in both cases, the the, the governments may have, uh, uh, you know, an ability to get access to uh, to this information Scary, in, in eh? ways that might not it's, please us. Yeah. Yeah. So you've you've got to, you've got to watch. weigh those things up. Uh, so maybe we should just shut down this whole internet thing and uh, uh, go go bush. Um, right. Well, th- th- I think that's sort of most of the most of the um, sort of you know newsy topics I wanted to chat through, um, Steve. But I I was keen sure. to, to just to hear from you, um, but before we f- we finish up um, around. Oh, and there was one other one other thing actually. Uh, just on the on the news front, that's uh, that's worth talking about. You're an Android user. I, I um, yeah. you know I use a number of Android devices along alongside um, uh, Apple, and um, right. one of one of the things that I like around the iPhone is uh, is the simplicity from a uh, a messaging perspective. And if I'm on the iPhone, I'm messaging somebody else with a sure. iOS device as you've got iMessage uh-huh. that works, you know, flawlessly across any sort of internet sure connection. Does. So, um, you know, while, while I was, uh, while I was in Hawaii last week, you know, I didn't necessarily have to be roaming the whole time, but I could still get those messages even, you know, over over yeah. a Wi-Fi connection without getting triggered the sort of $5 a day that uh, that Vodafone yeah, um, right. charge. And, you know, that's quite nice. But, of course, the whole world doesn't operate uh, on iMessage. Um, then you've got the people that will message you over Facebook. So... And we've just got all of these different mechanisms for how we can send messages as email yeah, to. I'm struggling and with it. It's like at the moment, you know what, what's I've got going them lined on. Up, man. It's it's like <laughs> Skype, you know, it's like pokies. Throw throw them all in there, and you know, every social network's got it. You know, got its own uh, own mechanism for uh, for direct messages. Um, Outlook, Instagram. <laughs> it's nuts, right? Well, the Verge have published a story around um, chat being Google's sort of, you know. And they're saying Google's next big fix for Android's uh, messaging mess. And look, you know, Google have, have had all sorts of stabs at at trying to, um, you know, sort out their communications on, you know, on your on your Android uh, phone or uh, you know what have you. Um, now, basically. What it looks like is going to happen is your standard just sort of text messaging, you know, capabilities within right. uh, within your Android phone um, will support 
what's called the Rich Communication Services, which is uh, usually provided by the uh, by your telecommunications provider, and it's it's kind of the next stage of text messaging, but it moves away from um, the way text messages work at the moment, and that yeah. it, it is purely over the over your internet connection. Yeah, now, it feels a, a bit static. There's a few, yeah. yeah, a few bits and pieces that are unknown, but it is more like a, a, a you know Facebook Messenger type messaging, and you know yeah. there can be much richer, yeah, richer communications information such as. You know, knowing if the person at the other end has received your message or not. Yeah. You know, have they seen it? Th- you know, those What's sorts of things. Video, you're right? Because yeah. we're all yeah. adapting to particular apps for our needs and wants. Mm. In fact, I've got mm. two or three different ones according to what I'm needing. Right, whether mm. it's personal or business or hobby. Yeah. So yeah, so there are some curiosities. The bits that stood out to me is look, it's going to be provided as a a, 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 a telco or a carrier service. So you know, Google aren't going to be hosting it. So iMessage, for instance, that's all with Apple. So you can just you know you don't have to worry about who your telecommunications provider sure. is. Um, but Google are pushing this back onto the onto the telecommunications providers. Um, what that means is though, which is is very very. Um, Hmm, I don't know how to how to put it. It's it means there's one aspect of it that isn't moving in the direction of what we're used to. And that is like text messages today, um, these chat messages won't be end to end encrypted. So in the same really? way today where where if um, let's say there's been a, a murder somewhere in New Zealand or a major crime, right. then you know, police can uh, you know Go through a process and get access to either listen into phone calls or you know yep. get access to text messages. So this will allow that sort of level. So, and of course, there's always two sides to that because mm. we've had quite a number of crimes in New Zealand that have been solved because of that. But there's also the aspect of do you know what what are, what are the downsides of our our Another communication level of being able to uh, be listening on? So there is still that opportunity for um, you know for legal intercept of uh, communications. So and yeah, I, I'm I, yeah I was just very I was surprised wow. to see that because we I thought we were really moving to a world yeah. where. And of course, if you're doing something un- untoward, uh, you can jump on another mechanism that that is encrypted. Mm. Whether people always remember to do that, uh, you know, I don't know. But you know, we've had numerous crimes, whether it's kind of sort of drug deals or yeah. you know, murder type, you know, uh, situations and so on, uh, where you know, interception of uh, communications has has led to uh, yeah, led to a big uh, big wow. breakthrough or, or listening into. Uh, into calls, so yeah, I was very, uh, very, very curious to uh, to pick up that aspect um, of it. Are you looking forward to sort of Google improving what they're doing on no. on the Android and on their platform? Um, no, I'm trying to get off it. Yeah, so, well, I was a beta user right even before it came to market. I I managed to get one of these tokens. If you knew someone. You could get a token to get into Google right it before it took off. Was this sort of like the the Gmail access in the early days that we were talking about? Yeah, yeah, that part of it, yeah, and, uh, which was great. But now I just find uh, parts of it. I just yeah. parts of the Google ecosystem just, are. Yeah, maybe I'm. You know, you not get a you bit older. Be. You're not as sharp as you used to be. But I just find the use the interface, the usability. Yeah, and I've been with them what 10, 11 years or whenever mm. was it ninety four. Um, I think when they first started 
the beta testing, so I've been with them since then. I'm, I'm kind of done with it. So I've gone back to what I used before that, which was um, uh, the Microsoft. Mm, mm. And it's uh, adjusting to that at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and look, you know, the the reality is now your, your ecosystems can cross over. So you can have a Google phone, you can use Microsoft mm. pieces, or, you know, you can use an Apple phone, use Google's pieces, or, you know, bit, yeah, bits and yeah, pieces yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, of, of both. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it can be... Um, it can be a, a, a bit of an um, unhappy experience in some regards, but I guess no one's got all of these bits and pieces right just yet. Yeah, and just a little, at the end of that, uh, they said they would never charge. You know, when they start, we will never charge you, and then they charged you. Oh, with uh, Gmail? On the, on the data, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now you've got a, you've got a limit, and <laughs> yeah. It's not much, by the way. It's, yeah. It's not a lot at all, but it was the, yeah, they said we'll never charge yeah, charge you, and they did. Uh, well, that's that's, uh, that's how times change. Um, so bef- before we wrap up, I just wanted to have it, you know, chat to you around, you know, the role of of technology as as you've seen it, in in your field, which is in oh, architecture wow. yeah. and and also uh, in the education space. Um, just, just you know, what have, what have been the kind of the big um, the big things that you've noticed? I'm kind of curious your your yeah, pers- sure. perspectives what, what, there because you're involved in a lot of technology and yeah, you also yeah. see it you know bringing a lot a lot of changes. So, what are the things that have sort of stood out to to you that uh, you know yeah, you sure. found most interesting? Well, first thing, uh, being part time lecturer at, at Unitech, uh, primarily in the School of Architecture and a little bit in construction. Uh, over the last uh, 12 years, uh, I've seen quite a progression in the technology coming on uh, in the education sector. Uh, what's interesting, what I'm interested in is um, this we've been, this culture within the fraternity and the architecture construction called BIM has uh, taken a lot longer to integrate than they thought. So, What does BIM stand uh, for? Building Information Modelling. So it's basically a culture for um, – we had the CAD culture, the 2D AutoCAD stuff. We'd draw a dumb line and it could pick a colour and it meant something, you know. And, and, this, and this is more like you, – you could say this is like a, adding a fourth dimension to the picture, right? Cause seventh. There's, there's, seventh okay. dimension. There, 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 I mean, yes. there's, there's just so much more um, – you know, so data now that goes into the process, yeah, right? Yeah, So in the in the sort of eighties, nineties, it was early nineties. It was sort of two D, and it jumped basically till two thousand eighty. Now we're up into the seven D sort of. So space. what are, what are these extra layers of information that are that that are that are in there, right? I mean, you're you when when you're designing something, you're feeding in sort of stuff around the building materials, testing and uh, all sorts of other aspects. Design, right? There's all sorts of ways to test what you're doing. And, and they're critical uh, iterative p- processes in, in architecture that we have to, compl- you know, meet from the sun to daylight, indirect daylight, shading, shadowing, how that casts onto other buildings. You know, it just never ends. Mechanical, structural, I won't bore you to But, do, but you, so. you end up, you this, end up this, with the information yeah. that can be fed out to all the parties involved right. in a – in and a project, BIM, right? So ra- rather culture. than the old days where, you know, look, some of the architecture would, be, you know, would would be done with, uh-huh. with pencils and, yeah, you know, yeah. um, 
all, so, all those sort of, you know, yeah. uh, t- So now tools. we're feeding off a model, right? So we've yeah. got a live sort of 5D, let's say. So 3D is the model, 4D is, say, time, 5D is cost. Sorry if I've got that around the wrong way, but yeah. that in essence is what each of those steps are. Then you go into 6D, which is looking like at building maintenance. Uh, digitally, you can track that on your computer and it'll tell you when to change the carpet or when you where the furniture is going to be in a, in a building, you know, and then uh, – I'm not even sure yet what 7D is. It's, it's sort of, you know, but that's where we're at. So mm-hmm. uh, we're at Unitech exploring some of those spaces. Uh, and the, the one that I've been really interested in is, 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 is with the development of the parameters. So I teach Revit architecture. Uh, it's quite a big, big monster Autodesk product. Uh, once you've got it, it's great, but it takes a little while to get there. Yeah. Um, so the you can feed in um, into the parameters uh, formula to drive your form, uh, and it's getting to such an extent now as if you were to come up with a template. Say you had a standard house, sixteen by eight, you could punch in, uh, throw in a template with all the variables into the parameters. Why do you need humans to do that? You, you, so what it can design yeah. something you throw well, in the parameters of what box, you want yeah parametric uh, and it'll, it'll, three four it'll or five out, D box it'll figure out all the bits yeah, and pieces yeah yeah so like in the boating industry now they've got um, they've got machines where they will actually input Rhino software straight into a manufacturing machine and it will spit out a part of the boat mm, straight mm. from the Rhino software so. What's so different between that and doing that for a building? Right. So, uh, and and yeah. and the and the future, you can see the 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 time when we, you know, have a chat to our artificial and you know AI architect and say, <laughs> you know, hey, You're fired, uh, hey, 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 Siri, um, look, yeah, I've yeah. got this much budget, yeah. I've got this piece of land, you've got you go and look up the yeah, data. Yeah. Um, ideally, I would like uh, X number of bedrooms. I want. Uh, you know, X, Y, Z things. Um, Look, I want a really nice view out uh, to the north and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You could punch in. It takes all of that on board. I'm just saying theoretically now you could punch in those variables. Yeah. And – but you could you yeah. could have it We're then basically give give you a whole lot of designs and stuff and to pop out sort of based on the best bits and pieces that are being done and yeah. um, kind of you know ba- basically yeah you, you need know, some do, mesh do, do level you need, job bit, eventually. we need a lot yeah we need a lot more mesh level like data to back all that up like you know we need when where are we. Um, our coordinate geometry, are we facing Yeah, but it can, it can figure all of that uh, stuff yeah, out, right? Yeah, it can. It can do it maps, now. Everything's there. Yeah. It can work out, well, yeah. oh, okay, so you want that address. Well, I know where it is. I know the, the lay of the <laughs> land. In fact, I'll send a drone just to pull out some uh, extra info that we don't already have. You're, okay, you're we're going to need to uh, yeah. down the building that's there. So, so uh, look, this is just me uh, <laughs> because of my geeky Revit side of yeah. things, but looking at it lately, uh, it's not too many the iterations away from – Foreseeably being able to add some buttons that could actually start to you just punch in a template and it will give you a modelled up um, mm. parametric architectural structure of some sort. Yeah, uh, so it's not too far away. The other things we're doing at the moment is um, sort of pushing three D detailing into a new space, which is uh, very new into industry. Although it's not not new, been around for a long time since the Egyptians were resolving pyramids. But, but what's different here is. Uh, taking parts of your model, 3Ding it and storing it up 
through a server so people so contractors or consultants can access it from a phone and directly uh, flick around it and engage and then you can put on there now live legends so you can actually click on a material and it'll give you a basic description of what it is so that's uh that's pretty funky space at the moment there's a bit more demand coming for that and qr codes so it's my own personal little thing qr coding into the documents a bit more to bring the industry manufacturers into the process of course so we can sue them first when it, when it, when it leaks no i'm kidding so yeah that's some of the yeah, yeah. and 3d prototyping that that's just going all over the place i mean i'm only in my little sphere there's so much going on yeah. at unitech and the technology space it's crazy and we're just pushing on prefabrication at the moment trying to get an opening in there to help with affordable housing mm. it's a really cool technology uh, working with a think tank around uh, just new approaches to housing affordability, Paul. Yeah, well, I, th- we I mean, technology it. surely has a big a big part to uh, to play in in that, doesn't it? And you know, whether yeah. whether it's um, you know b- being able to model these things and and you know yeah. utilizing technology so that you got the, the architecture pieces yeah. are sort of you know are, are quicker to put through their paces and you do got, the yeah. testing and so on and figure out all of the aspects yeah. need to be figure out or you know longer term that sort of three, those 3D printing of of you know homes and elements yeah. of home sort of uh, aspects right? and that's what our registered practice at Wakatipua Architecture is doing so that's a, a Māori registered practice and we're, we're, we're trying to push into that space uh, in the urban spaces to uh, one of the things we're really keen on is extending our Māori flavour into the urban spaces you know mm. it's, it's exciting it's challenging but the technology is there to do some really cool stuff mm-hmm. yeah good stuff all right. Um, now we've probably run out of time to ch- dive into uh, the education side, but um, you know I, I know there's lots going on there, so we might save that for another time. Um, now, where do people uh, look for the Mouldy Initiatives uh, podcast? I've got a note here: mouldyinitiatives.co.nz will uh, will land land on the um, the podcast. That's and right. Yeah. How Any often? Podcast app, pretty much. I think. Yep. Good stuff. Um, so we've got two week, up is there it at the weekly that you're going to have episodes coming through? Yeah, we hope to be putting them up. That's our goal. Yeah, we have them excellent. up by week. We've got a whole two fistfuls of awesome stories and people's uh, all sorts of things they're doing. Yeah, who are your uh, first two? Who are your first two? So guests? we've got uh, Doctor Winky Pratney, a global traveller for the last sixty years, an incredible insight. His father was the Wizard, uh, one of New Zealand's greatest cyclists, Bill Pratney. Uh, incredible man! Did, uh, great, great story actually. Uh, you know about about his father on the first episode. I mean, unbelievable. Just, Go to Motet and look at his bike. He's yeah, in there. Yeah, absolutely fascinating. Yeah, yeah. and Doctor Pratney, of course, as well. Five doctorates, uh, lifetime dedicated, all over the entire planet. Uh, he's just globally accepted as one of the bright minds, uh, particularly in the th- uh, theology and chemistry, believe it or not. Mm, so mm. he morphs those two things together. And what he's been doing with youth, he put out a book, I think it did 10, uh, 15, 20 million copies around the world. Wow, wow. And just put out a world Bible called the Revival Bible, which you can't do. You have to be invited to do that. And, and his latest offering, I think, is called Spiritual Vocations, 40 Top Jobs and How to Be Awesome at Them. Mm, interesting. And your uh, your other guests we talked about at the beginning. So, um, uh, Kiana Morgan, yeah, yeah from Cool yeah. Ranch. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Awesome. Oh, and that's really good. That's a re- found out he was from Tainui, so he's Maori and American. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Check it out. Yeah. Well, thank you, Steve, for, oh, uh, thanks, for coming on the show. Great, yeah, uh, great, great to have you. And uh, yeah, we'll be looking out for uh, uh, for new episodes of uh, the Maori Initiative oh, podcast. Kia ora. Kia ora. All right. Thank thanks. You.
Okay, okay thanks everyone for listening in. We'll catch you again next week on the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Okay. See ya. The New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Gorilla Technology. Proactive and strategic IT.